Welcome to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, technology strategist and futurist, Crystal Washington. This is the time of year when many professional speakers start planning for the following year. Today's episode, Breaking In, will give you tactics for filling your 2021 calendar. I hope you have your yellow pad or iPad handy. Let's go. On this segment of Voices of Experience, we have Mark Hunter CSP. Mark is going to talk to us about going for gold, the decision maker. But first, a fun little fact about Mark is that 1,250 people attend his annual public outbound event every single year. Mark, thank you so much for joining us on VOE. Thanks for having me. 1,250 people to your event? That is it. And we've been doing it now. This will be the fourth year. And it started all because of our mastermind group. That is powerful. So you know all about finding decision makers, getting people to make decisions at that. What do you do when the gatekeeper is blocking access to the decision maker? All of us speakers have been there. Sure. The gatekeeper is doing nothing but getting information to serve up to somebody. So what I want to do is I want to say, hey, what are the real outcomes that the people need to walk away from the meeting? Mm -hmm. What is it that they need to be doing differently? And, you know, who are some of the people I should be talking to? that can help me really understand those better. And it's amazing how you say it in that tone of voice. It's Mm -hmm. amazing. Oh, well, hey, you know what? You need to talk to so-and-so. I'm going to get, great, let's get a meeting set up with that person. Okay. So then rather than directly asking, you're actually showing that you're trying to understand the needs. It is all about understanding the needs. Because here's the whole thing. If you say, well, take me to your leader, (laughs) you you are offending the gatekeeper because the gatekeeper Mm. was put there to block you. Right. You see, here's a little thing. Don't look at the gatekeeper as the gatekeeper. Look at them as the door opener. Ooh. And if you treat them with respect, it's amazing how they will take you to the next person. Because you want to take them with you. Because remember, your objective is to make the gatekeeper, door opener, look good too. Oh, okay. So we have to finesse the gatekeeper slash door opener. So how do you get past committees? So not just the gatekeepers, but how do you get past committees to determine and connect with the person signing the check? Because sometimes it's it's hard to determine where the decision's being made. Oh, and the committee is comprised of individuals, and each one has their own individual set of priorities and objectives. So what I love to do is when I got a committee, hey, help me understand what are your objectives? What are your objectives? And, and you literally begin to isolate them okay. to understand. And what is interesting is as you talk with the different members of the committee, mm-hmm. somebody's going to raise, well, it's to take care of this person. or it's to take, and, and you're going to oh. hear the name of a person. And then you can say, well, by the way, you know what? Somebody, you know, she mentioned, you know, I should talk to Debbie. Oh, who is Debbie? What, 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 what is Debbie's role? And again, what you're doing is you're finessing them to get to the ultimate decision maker. Because here's the whole thing. You have to keep in mind, bringing you in is a very small piece mm-hmm. of the budget. Okay. They, they're going to spend more on coffee than they are the speaker for a lot of large events. Wow. If, you know, if you really stop yeah. and think about that. No, that's true. And, I never and, and more importantly, it's the, it's the cost of these people. Now, whether or not this be an association or a corporation, there's still a cost to those people because those people could spend their time elsewhere. Okay. So really, your time, the, your fee is chump change. Mm. It's the outcome. Focus on the outcome you're going to create. You're not selling time. You're creating outcomes. 
You just shifted my thinking on that because I think of the outcome of giving grumpy people coffee and how important it is. So we need to be just as important as that coffee. Thank That's you. right. You got it. <laughs> okay. I drink it black and I drink a lot of it. Okay. Well, are there any tactics you'd recommend for getting team buy-in in the process? Well, one of the things that I love to do is, again, you kind of isolate them and, and you say, hey, what are the outcomes and how are we going to measure success? Because okay. what I want to do is I want to be able to come back to you after I get done with the event and mm-hmm. I want to be able to, to uh uh, ask you whether or not we, we do them. So when you begin to get people to share with you their individual objectives, and oh, this put us put the commitment on you. Right. But you say that I'm going to follow back up with you afterwards because here's the whole thing: you never own, you never want to do a single engagement. Right. My whole mode of operation is I want every event to lead to another event. Okay. And you do that by saying, hey, well, you know what? Let's make sure we touch base. Now, you're always going to touch base with the senior leader. Right. But each individual member. Each and every. But that is brilliant. And so there might be five or six people in the committee, but it doesn't take, and you know what, half the time, shh, inside secret, half the time you never reach them because all you do is get their voicemail. Right. But at least, wow, he reached out, she reached out. Followed up. They love you. They love you. Oh, man, that tip is gold. Okay. Well, are there any other tips you want to leave? Not that you haven't given us enough that is amazing, but are there any other tips you want to leave with the well, listeners? Well, he, he, one of the great secrets I love to do is, is after the meeting's over, maybe a few weeks or a month later, you send them a book. No, not your book. No. Somebody else's book. Because, you know, we, we like to throw out our books like oh, Chinese stars just do. to tag people we with throw them. them. Right, right. No, you send some. <laughs> what you do is, you know, maybe you've read a book or something like Maybe, you know, you read it two, three years ago, mm-hmm. but you, you just Amazon gift them. But, hey, I, I read this book and I thought it'd be very fitting. And so it may cost you 10, 15, 20, but right. I don't care what it is. Negligible. But but you're sending that to the to the head of this association or that. And they go, wait a minute, that's not the book Mark wrote, but right. he's thinking of me. Right. And so if I send that to you, Crystal, you're going to say, wow, guess what? You know what that does? That almost always creates a return phone call. Yeah. Guess what? I get to talk to you again. Wow. So instant credibility because you're not trying to sell yourself. You're actually showing that you are a top, you know, an industry topic leader or whatever. But you're showing you're thinking about them. And you just said you just open up the door. So now they're going to talk to you again. And it gives you another opportunity to fish in that lake for more for more business. The only good engagement is one that leads to the next engagement. Mark gave us some juicy tactics. Let's take a deep dive into getting to decision makers and generating business in the corporate market specifically. On this segment of Voices of Experience, we have Angelique Ruers. Angelique's going to talk to us about breaking into the corporate market. But first, a little bit about Angelique and why she's the expert on this topic. She's built a multi-seven-figure business with consulting clients in 72 countries. Her clients are service-based small business owners who sell their services to corporations all over the world. So she knows how to break into this market. Welcome to Voices of experience. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. As busy as you must be with all of this going on, we appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Absolutely. First question, what makes the corporate market unique from association, education, government, or even standalone events? 
Well, when especially for speakers, for your mm-hmm. audience, one of the biggest differences about corporate is that they have a much bigger budget. I mean, number one, Yay. it's the money. <laughs> if you go in and you speak to a corporation, <laughs> they have so many opportunities on the flip side of that speaking opportunity for mm-hmm. you to keep going, to take your message from the stage and actually turn it into a transformative journey for that organization, which could mean multi-six figures, multi-seven figures for your business. Transformational journey. I love that. So how do you identify gatekeepers and decision makers in the corporate market? And the reason I ask is that if you do other markets like association, you know that you're looking for the education director or the main director or, you know, it's a different categories, it's easier to identify. How do you identify decision makers in corporate? So, you know, it's interesting That's that you asked two questions in one, okay. and we make a point of breaking those down for people because okay. there's a difference of, first, who do you need to be talking to? And then once you answer that question, then how do you find that particular type of decision maker? Okay. A lot of people lump those together, and they're sort of wandering out there from conference to conference wondering mm. how they're going to find somebody. If you don't know who you're looking for, how are you going to find them? Oh. So you really have to start by doing your homework. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that we obviously help our clients with a lot of the resources that we give uh, out on our website talk about that but what you want to do is you really want to read industry publications okay. you want to take the time to read Harvard Business Review you want to read a magazine or a website from the food and beverage industry from the automotive industry from the consumer electronics industry just read some of the articles start to see who's being quoted about what we also have LinkedIn which you know grab a glass of wine grab hot tea sit there and start looking at the job titles that are out there and really check out what those people do. Everybody in corporate essentially is there to solve a problem. You've got to figure out what job titles are responsible for solving the problem that your message is best aligned to. That's powerful. So instead of Netflix and chill, we need to LinkedIn and wine? You do. Okay. You do. Or unwind. <laughs> I'm giving you permission to do that. <laughs> I, I like how you think. So can you share two to three tactics for getting in front of those decision makers? You kind of led us into it, but are there some very specific tactics that you can share? Absolutely. The number one strategy that we share at the corporate agent and what it's such an honor to be here on this program is speaking. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no question that speaking at events is the number one way to to get in front of otherwise hard to reach decision makers. Mm. Where people fall short though is at most conferences and events, mm-hmm. there are only one or two people from a company that are sitting in that audience. Okay. And the way that buying decisions are made inside of companies today, you actually need to have a relationship with multiple people inside the company. Mm. So you're breaking down because you're having a silly call to action of maybe getting business cards, but you're not giving them a real reason to invite you into their organization Mm -hmm. to have a conversation with multiple people. Okay. So you have to think about, great, I went and I spoke, but how am I using speaking now to get inside of each of those organizations? Mm. And that's what we call bridging. 
Bridging. Bridging. You've got to bridge from your proximity to conversation. So what's an example of a bridge? Well, one of our favorites, now I don't know, I might get booed here in this uh, community, but one of our favorites is an encore presentation. Okay. Where you use the term encore yeah. and you offer that to up to, say, 10 decision makers in your audience, mm -hmm. you'd be willing to do an encore presentation for their entire team okay. or up to 10 of their colleagues okay. so that you're invited into their organization. So that's a great example. Another right. one is an internal executive roundtable. Offer to host, because you can do it over Zoom. Right. You don't have to necessarily travel to the company. And you can take your message from the stage that you just presented on, and you can lead a discussion of up to, say, eight people inside of a company about that message. Mm. Give them a copy of your video. Mm -hmm. Lead the discussion. By the end of that executive roundtable, I guarantee you, you will have identified two or three opportunities to support them. That is brilliant. And my thinking as you're saying that is, if this is a really juicy piece of business, so for instance, you know, we all have different business models in, in this, uh, you know, this association. And so if we're looking at training or a long time potential, why not show up and host that roundtable in person? If you don't have something else on your calendar, to me, that's an, a great investment that's going to result in some good ROI. It's an absolute no brainer. People will say to me, you want me to take two days to go do that? And I say, well, look, you're going to take six weeks of sending cold emails. Yes. This is getting you in front of people who have the potential to spend multi six figures to multi seven figures with you. If you've qualified it, you know you're talking to decision makers, get your butt on the plane. Yeah, spend a few hundred bucks. And get there. Yes. No uh, question. You just gave us gold. Thank you. Okay, so last question. Let's talk spinoff. How can you turn a single talk into a long-term corporate engagement? There are two things that you absolutely have to do. You have to educate clients on what else you do aside from speaking. Wait, wait, we can't just show up and do our great <laughs> keynote and think that they're gonna know that we do consulting and all these other wonderful things. And So you do that up front though, you do that up front. Okay. As part of talking to them when you're qualifying them and you're talking to them about your keynote, mm -hmm. you take five or 10 minutes to tell them what else you do and you even plant some seeds there. Then the other thing you do is when you're putting your contract in place and you're designing your speaking program for that organization, mm -hmm. you always also include as a deliverable, not as a nice to have, it's part of your process, okay. what we call internally with our clients a bounce meeting, but to your client it's an executive debrief. Okay. And then in that executive debrief, you share four important things, your observations, okay. your strategic insights, quick wins, and strategic recommendations. Observations are the things that you heard and that you saw while you were with their organization talking to their people. Right. The strategic insights are what that means for that organization. That's where you add your the implications piece. Great, that's what you saw and heard, mm -hmm. but what are the implications to the organization of what you saw and heard? Mm -hmm. Quick wins are two or three tips of easy things that they could do on their own, so you're giving some value. A little DIY. A little, exactly, DIY, okay. just a little DIY, and then the last bucket is here are two or three things that if you really want to turn this into a transformational journey I recommend we focus on next and notice that we oh, use the word we. we wow now that we know how to build relationships with decision makers let's drill down a little further into how we should be following up to get the sale on this segment of Voices of Experience, we have Meredith Elliott Powell, CSP and MBA, and she's going to talk to us about something that is extremely important in all speaker businesses, but many of us aren't so good at, and that's follow-up. 
One key piece of information about Meredith is that she averages over 75 keynotes per year, but somehow she still managed to be here with us today. Thank you for joining us, Meredith. Thank you, Crystal. I'm excited to be here. Oh man, we need your help, Meredith. Number one question, what is the biggest mistake you see speakers making and how they follow up to inquiries or even after an initial phone call? That is a hard question because there is a lot of mistakes that speakers make when it comes to follow-up. Oh, no. And I don't mean to say that to be um, to be tough. It's just true. You know, follow-up's not a subject we've really mastered. But if I had to narrow it down to one thing, I'd say is that we make follow-up too much about ourselves. Mm. Is that we keep following up asking for the business. And when we don't get a response, we have to realize that that's the cue we need to continue to build the relationship, nurture it, and add value. We don't need to be pinging people every two weeks and asking them if they're ready to hire us. Ooh, that's powerful. So it sounds like you're saying turn it more into an investigative opportunity, a learning opportunity versus here I am, why aren't, why aren't we talking about me? Is that, <laughs> right. okay. Yeah, I like to use a percentage of 30-70. 30 70. Mm-hmm. 30% of your follow-up should be directly asking for business and 70% should be about adding value and continuing to build the relationship. Those are powerful numbers. Now, anyone who's active on NSA's Facebook groups and are looking at the conversations, a lot of speakers don't consider themselves to be salespeople. And a question that I've seen come up multiple times is how can I outsource follow-up? So my question to you is, should speakers outsource follow-up in their business? And the answer to that is absolutely no. (laughs) The lifeblood of your business is sales, right? Right. I mean, I don't have a problem if somebody supports you in sales, but you really need to be handling follow-up by yourself. I mean, you've made the contact. You've gotten the lead. Mm -hmm. Don't completely give away control of it. If you give away control of the follow-up, then you've given away control of your pipeline. And without your pipeline, you are not going to speak. So get out there, stay active in it and don't give away the lead you need to get on the stage. That's powerful. So would you share maybe two to three tactics or tools for wowing clients when you do follow up? Well, I think the first one is kind of what we spoke about. I mean, be more in value add relationship mode, Okay. Um, but you do need a really good CRM, customer relationship management system. Well, it doesn't even have to be a good one. You just need one. Okay. You can't be relying on your memory. You can't hope that you're going to remember to follow up or what you said mm-hmm. the last time. I also think that video is really powerful when you do follow up. I mean, yes. if you want to surprise people, if you want to be able to communicate your energy and get a message across, it really works really well. And then, I don't know if this is a tool, but I love the power of the handwritten note. Yes, it's you know, a tool. It's, yes. And it's so different in today's marketplace. People don't use it anymore. And really, follow-up's about differentiating yourself in the marketplace. So what you can do to differentiate yourself, I think those three will get you there. Again, to our guests for sharing immediately implementable tactics. Are you a CSP, which is a certified speaking professional, or a CPAE, part of the Speaker Hall of Fame? If so, it's not too late to really start planning for 2021 with high-level strategies. The CSP-CPAE Virtual Summit takes place on November 14th in less than two weeks. This just might be the most economical summit we've ever had. To register, please visit nsaspeaker.org and click on the Events tab. Thank you for tuning in to Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. Catch us on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, and NSA's social media profiles. I'll see you next week. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.